0: W-B-N-E. Howdy, yokes! Before we get started today, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. If you love this show and you would love to support it and you have the means, head over to patreon.com slash Eggs and check out all the great reward tiers we have there. We would love for you to come hang out with us like in our Discord server or hang out with us, you know, just kind of in spirit by being one of the $10 patrons who gets to hear all the silly unedited moments. And I'll be honest, i I'd like 95% of episodes, that's like 20%, not 20%, 20 minutes of additional content. So like, I highly recommend it. Anyway, thank you so much for donating. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get on with the show. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edchill. And today we're running the 5,000 meters. Or maybe
1: we're just resisting change. So where's MacArthur Court? And believe in yourself. Because today we're bringing you Without Limits.
0: Without Limits was directed by Robert Towne, somebody I've never heard of until this exact moment. Uh, It was released on September 11th, 1998, 8,355 days ago. It had a $25 million budget, which honestly, a little bit more than I was expecting. Uh, $727,000 at the box office. We got a 79% critic rating and a 91% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 71 on Metacritic. I will tell you right now, before you tell me any negative reviews, or okay. anything. This is without a <laughs> doubt at least my favorite sports movie, if not my favorite movie of all time. The fact that nobody's seen it is one hundred percent news to me. I knew that it was a little bit niche. I didn't realize seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars at the box office niche. Yeah, you didn't you know realize I mean? just how niche it was. It did.
1: Right. Uh, I do hate to say this. It did commercially flop it's a, big a time. little bit.
0: It's because okay. So a year prior, Jared Leto made a movie. You know Jared Leto, The Joker. Thirty Seconds to Mars. Yeah, did he also make a movie about Steve Prefontaine? He made a movie called Prefontaine, which is a little bit more documentary style. It still have the narrative, but they have like interspersed between the narrative is like interviews from people who knew pre. Um, sure. I personally, and as do the reviews, much prefer the Billy Crudup version because Billy Crudup, well, and I guess Jared Leto are both fantastic, like method actors. But Billy Crudup is the best of the best.
1: He is not the best of the best anything. You don't think so? Billy Crudup? Yeah. No, he's virtually nobody. Have you seen The Morning Show? I haven't, but he's virtually nobody.
0: man. He's very good in that. He have also- you seen,
1: I'm sorry, have you seen anything? Have you seen Dallas Buyers Club? Like, I'm not here to fight with you about your favorite movie of all time, but like to be like a Billy Crudup is the best actor is a wild statement to me. I, I
0: If you see him in other stuff, you'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? There might be something to this. I've also- seen him in other
1: stuff. He's also
0: Dr. Manhattan in The Watchmen.
1: Yeah, and he was in Big Fish and that movie was fine. Okay,
0: a lot of people like Big Fish.
1: I, I like, like Big, Big Fish. Fish. I, again, I'm not saying it's the great, is- was he in Big Fish? Right. He was right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was uh he was the the guy. The not I've seen Big
0: Fish to be hundred percent honest with you. You haven't. Uh-uh.
1: Okay, you're, okay, you're gonna come. Okay, this is we're getting off topic here, but you're gonna come to me about Billy Crudup and you've never seen Big Fish.
0: All I'm saying to you is one. He does a lot of real running in this movie, like real okay. deal running. I thought that was really cool okay i always think it's cool in these sports movies when like they actually like, running is probably much easier to like make look real yeah than, to fake than ice than, hockey like, <laughs> right that ice hockey or, or football or something like that uh he was in Zack snyder's justice league Billy <laughs> <Really> crud <up? laughs> he was
1: was he interesting okay anyway i've got a professional negative review here from dead david denby of new york magazine Uh, and he says beautifully made and features a marvelous performance of Donald Sutherland as the track coach, Bill Bowerman. The movie is no more than moderately interesting.
0: So, uh, I will say this, it, I I didn't know this. Like I've seen this movie enough times that I was basically like quoting the whole thing throughout it. I've watched this movie over 150 times easily. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I've seen it a lot of times. Um, but I haven't watched it in probably 10 years, at least. Yeah. And I will say re-watching it, I got right back into how much I loved it, but it definitely does just kind of feel like a collection of scenes that are put together. The narrative is not like yeah. well strung. Um, so that's that's kind of what I have to say about that. What, how did you feel? Well, I need a positive review. I know I'm working on it. That's that's my response to that. Uh, I will say Donald Sutherland as coach Bowerman, founder of Nike was phenomenal. He was phenomenal.
1: I always forget he's in this movie because I've never seen it before. But like and that's why, you know, who Donald Sutherland is. Yeah, because like if you if you look at the movies, Tyler has seen prior to the Hunger Games. There's no reason for you to have like known who Donald Sutherland was except for him being in this movie. Really? Uh, so it was always wild to me when we we talked about hungry. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love Donald Sutherland. And I'm like, what have you even seen? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I, I do love Donald Sutherland. I mean, same of,
1: entirely
0: because of this.
1: Yeah. Now he's the real deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, Todd McCarthy of variety, um, which I think is American, although he looks British says with a very good part for a change Sutherland invests the imposing Bowerman with a host of subtly expressed attitudes towards his most illustrious charge.
1: Okay. Okay. You didn't want to read the, uh, the review from, from Owen Gleiberman of entertainment quote, weekly, Quote
0: not available a minus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, cool, cool. Tyler, so this is a hundred percenter for you. We already know that. hundred
0: percenter, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you, you said it on like the, uh, the episode about hundred percenters like three weeks ago. So it'd be
0: wild if you were like, yeah. actually, this is a 71. No, this is a hundred percenter. Especially coming off of last week, I feel like I can't say Space Jam, A New Legacy is a hundred percenter. I feel like you have like, say every about- movie
1: for the rest of forever is a hundred percent. No,
0: no, 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 no. Because I like after this one, I can go back to like normal film reviews, but like this one is a hundred percenter. No, because
1: what life. if we watch like a properly good movie next week and you're going to be like,
0: this isn't
1: better than Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'll say this re 100 percenters. Okay. We read a lot of books, right? sure. Yeah. But it's like recently that we've gotten like really into reading a lot of books. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. The listeners don't know that they've never heard us talk about this. Not once. We
0: talk about this all the time. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the five star scale that Goodreads makes us use. I'm a firm believer in it's one star, two star, three star, four star, five star. You don't get half stars. You don't get 0.7 stars. Absolutely. You get whole number stars. I, I have very strong feelings on this and I don't know why. Um, have you ever read a book that was a five star that you were like, i've rated a lot of things five star that did not deserve that ranking
1: yeah yeah i mean it's hard for me to not prior to this year especially it's hard for me to finish a book and be like that held my attention but i hate it right i don't like it enough to give it five stars and also five stars on goodread five stars on anything really is much different from giving something a 100 percent. right
0: like correct although i will say this the i've read a few books this year that are hundred percenters that have like ruined not ruined but like knocked other books off of my five-star sure podium. but like a five-star book is an 80 percent or better theoretically yeah. 80, 81 i guess or better
1: yeah uh, but like that's so different from, from giving something 100 that like I, and, right. and at this point i will give anything five stars if it holds if, if i read it in one sitting i feel bad not giving it five stars
0: yeah i would agree with that although right. some books like there are exceptions right like breakfast at tiffany's is like a two-hour audiobook but I no, uh,
1: well yeah stars. but i I mostly meant yeah. like like a like a book book like a book
0: book not that I sat
1: plot. down and read from cover to cover without moving. Right, like I can't not give that a five star. But the, but that would not be true for movies because I watch most movies in one sitting without moving.
0: I watch most movies unless I'm at the theater. I pause it and I'm usually gone from my television for more than an hour.
1: I'm usually not when we watch these movies for the show. Usually, I'm watching them between six p.m. and eight thirty before we watch or record the show,
0: uh, as I did today.
1: We're without limits. I am putting children to bed at that time. Yeah, that's fair. But- That's fair, but this gives me the most opportunity to actually remember details about the movie.
0: I usually start it Monday night after bedtime and then, but I'll like clean the kitchen or meal prep or something. And then I'll watch it from like 11 to midnight. And then I'll watch the rest of it the following day at some point.
1: Yeah. Cause you will often text me about a movie that we're watching for the show at like, yeah, midnight, 1130 PM. Just like, oh my God, dude, I'm an hour and 30 minutes into this. And I'm like, what go to sleep or don't. (laughs) Um, um, Tyler, yes, yeah, so this is hundred percent for you. I'm, I am going to give this an 80 a solid 80. I,
0: I thought you might, I thought you might.
1: Obviously. Uh, I, this is a perfectly enjoyable sports movie. It's, I don't think my, in my top 10 sports movies right off the dome. Um, just cause yeah, the narrative isn't super there. I think both of the leads did a fantastic performance. I don't really know why Mary's in the movie at all.
0: Uh, it made a lot more sense to me as a child. I know that like, it's one of those things where like you're making a biopic about, somebody and there are facets to their life that are that like you feel like you have to include are. right but like they don't necessarily fit the narrative of the biopic that you're making like mary wasn't the only girl that he dated there was another girl i can't think of the name of right now but there was like sort of two girls that he was back and forth between and it was like a big part of his college life and they don't even like touch on the fact that he like goes to class or anything yeah the so, movie
1: completely fails to to give mary a purpose in the narrative other than 20%. to like I guess prove that Steve can do something other than try to hook up with women. This cute. movie was a lot more, uh, because I, I thought of it as like in my head as like a kid's movie, like one of these no, Disney sports movies, R film. very much a rated R film. Yeah. Uh, which you don't get a lot in sports movies, especially, um, yeah. especially for somebody that didn't do like drugs or anything.
0: Yeah. So th- just to recap for the listener who almost definitely hasn't seen without limits, because I don't think we got a single li- single listener review.
1: No, we got uh, one person in Discord that said, honestly, I've never heard of it, dot, dot, dot.
0: Good, <laughs> good. Uh, the so best
1: kept secret, maybe
0: ever. <laughs> Steve Prefontaine was an American track and field runner in the late se- late 60s, early 70s. And he, uh, up until at least 1998, held the record for the U19 Men's 5000 Needle, which is a 5K, at like 1339. Um, oh, did somebody un- break it? I don't know, at least in... I, that's just what the end credits say. I, ah. I don't keep up with the men's five thousand meter U nineteen world record. Usain Bolt's
1: um, uh, U U nineteen record just got beaten.
0: Did it? Yeah, by an American. I know there's some kid that like is like supposed to be crazy fast. Yeah,
1: an American, uh, like eighteen year old, beat Usain Bolt's hundred uh, meter U eighteen record. That's crazy. Yeah. So
0: Steve Prefontaine uh, graduates high school and runs for who becomes the founder of Nike, Bill Bowerman, uh, is the coach of the Oregon track team. And Bowerman is very much like a team oriented, strategy oriented running coach where, you know, it's all about the big complaint that Pre had with running was that everybody reserves for the final 200 meters. And then it's basically just who has the most head start for their kick to win the race. The first 4,800 don't matter at all. And to him, that was like unacceptable. Why would you not go out and run as hard as you could for 5,000 meters straight? Yeah. And, and may the best man win. Why do we have to put strategy into what is essentially a dead sprint? Uh, and so he would be like a front runner. And a lot of people like critiqued him for that because you have all this drag and you're, Letting all your competitors get all this extra energy because they're dragging off of you. He always ran out in front. But the the, the side effect of Steve Freefontaine being a front runner was that, like, other than Usain Bolt, name a runner right now, Ethan. Exactly. Uh, I'll just stop. Allison you there. Felix. You yeah. <laughs> Allison Felix. Uh, Shikari Richardson, I think, is our last name. Uh, but he was like a national celebrity. Like, he would front run and like just decimate these races. I mean, he would beat people by 200, 300 meters because he would just go dead all out. And by the time it came to kick, he was so far ahead that it didn't matter anyway, that like they they couldn't possibly catch him. They were starting their kick when he was crossing the finish line.
1: Sure. Uh, At the same time, though, I do just want to make it clear that I know the name Steve Prefontaine because of you. Yes. Not because of the Olympics or because of him being a celebrity in the 70s. So the
0: 1972 Olympics was a big year for runners. Do you know the other American runner from the 1972 Olympics that you should know? No. Okay. So there's a guy named Dave Waddle and we'll get into him in just a minute. okay. <laughs> uh, so Steve Free Fontaine is like an American legend, right? He does this amazing running. And he qualifies for the 72 Olympics. And he goes and he runs the 72 Olympics. This is his first time competing with quasi-professionals. Actually, professionals. Because in the United States, only amateurs were allowed to compete in the Olympics in 1972. But other countries, you could be a professional. You could get paid and nobody really cared. It didn't matter. Uh, so the people who could just run all the time and didn't have to worry about like supporting their families. And Steve Free Fontaine came up a very poor, poor broken home. Uh, so... He's competing with all these fantastic runners from around the world. And there's this sort of like unspoken conspiracy between the other runners to box him in so that he can't kill them the entire first two miles. Because if he doesn't run fast enough in the first two miles, it doesn't matter how fast his third mile is if his lead's not great enough. So if they can box him in for the first two miles, then he has to actually compete like a normal runner. And the result is Steve Fontaine comes in fourth place at the 1972 Olympics, losing to... Uh, Vassir, He's a Finnish runner. But he loses. And the guy who wins the race ran 12 seconds slower than Pree's qualifying time. So he could have won the race. He was definitely fast enough. But it was like the strategy of running that that caused him to lose this race. Which is stupid. I like Pree's way better. Uh... <laughs> Following up, he's like totally broken, and he, he, this whole story is about him believing in himself. And he's, you know, working in a bar. He feels like he's nothing. Uh, and then he gets approached by Bowerman. He gets back into running and he's training for the 1974 Olympic Games in Vancouver. 76 in Montreal. 70, sorry, 76 in Montreal. Yes, you are correct. I'm wrong. Uh, 76 Olympics Games in Montreal. And he qualifies with. Uh, an American record time, uh, and that night of the qualification, he goes to a party with the guys he ran with and qualified with and uh, leaves the party to take somebody home and then gets into a car accident and dies like three weeks before the Olympics. Um, An American tragedy. Truth. And he's going to break the world record for the for the 5,000 meters.
1: Yeah. Going to do the 12, 61 second quarters or whatever, 62 second quarters. Yeah. So are we caught up on the story of Steve Freefontaine? We are caught up on the story of Steve Freefontaine.
0: So the celebrity goes into the Olympic Games, comes in fourth place in Munich. Opposite side of that, on the sprinting side of things, at the Olympic trial. I don't know the full story, but at the Olympic trial, essentially, this guy comes up that nobody's ever heard of. His name's Dave Waddle and he runs with a golf cap on. Like a a, a baseball cap, but shorter. (laughs) And he runs the 800 meter and he qualifies for the Olympic Games and he goes to Munich. In Munich, he gets injured in both of his knees, okay? And he goes out and he runs the 800 meter and he does the exact same split four times in a row. 800 meters, two laps around the track. So he does the exact same split for each 200. And even though he starts the race in last place by a mile, he ends up winning The i have seen this in i have seen this race yeah and it's an incredible race and, and, and i'm gonna send it to ethan so that he can have it because it's just amazing uh but that's the other end of the story is that like pre was this big celebrity going into the olympics and this isn't in the movie at all but pre was this big celebrity going to the olympics and he comes in fourth dave waddles nobody and he wins gold and that's kind of what i love about sport is that like anybody can be anything at any time any race can be won by anyone
1: also if you're listening in june of 2023 the the olympics were on when we were covering this so yeah, we
0: covered this because it was olympic
1: the though. olympics are Actively on right now. Uh, track and field has not started, but the Olympics are on.
0: You know what's funny? I probably won't watch any track and field. I will. Yeah.
1: Summer Olympics, man. That's all they put in, in prime time. You gotta have Peacock Premium or whatever. Summer Olympics prime sucks. Oh, I mean, I it doesn't be. suck. I love it dearly. I do. I really do love the Olympics, but Winter Olympics is where it's at. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's way more
0: fun. <laughs> oh, I disagree. I've always liked Summer Olympics.
1: I mean, I don't know. It's just like I like watching swimming and gymnastics and, and running. But like, that's all
0: they show on TV. What's your take on the whole, uh, gymnastic situation? What do you mean? With, uh, Simone Biles dropping out of the team competition. Yeah, I mean, she got hurt. I think it was, uh, I don't think it was like a physical injury because I think she's still competing, right? Well,
1: yeah, I don't know. She, she, she had a bad vault and got herself psyched out. And that can, I I guess for a competitor like that, if you're doing like balance beat and stuff is like equally as dangerous as actually just performing with an injury. Mm. Like you have to go in there. That's what they're what what the, the people are saying all day is like you have to go in there like Steve Perfontaine, like knowing that you can do it right. Having no doubt in yourself whatsoever or you will hurt yourself. Yeah. And so
0: you don't think she had that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's I guess what she was saying. I, I don't really know. I haven't I haven't kept up with it much. I watched it happen this morning, but um, I do know that like I'm team Simone
0: Biles anyway
1: yeah i mean same like like she doesn't owe anybody anything the olympics supposed to be fun like it's not the most serious competition in the world for any of these sports especially in the summer olympics like is
0: it not i would think that gymnastics and swimming peak at the olympics
1: no it's all about the world championships hmm. unless you're like michael phelps and simone biles and simone biles yeah um but she was like she had said a couple days ago she where this she was like i am not having any fun this year like this just isn't good for me so um I've seen a lot of people that are very mad on both ends of the spectrum,
0: and it's it's very weird. I feel like we're at this kind of. I, I, I feel like by Thursday, when this episode comes out, there will be more defined opinions on this. Sure, yeah. But as of right but now, there's there's it's very weird. It's like there is no. If you are like, I feel like a lot of issues that come up sort of divide themselves on political lines, which I'm not getting into politics. But I feel like there is no like clear argument on either side. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like it, it's just a thing. Like you can't change it. First of all, it already happened. It was over before anybody else woke up and. Saw- it like right. it was already over we got silver it's fine uh people are currently watching it while we're recording this on primetime um but yeah there's I haven't I haven't seen a ton of people there's been a couple that are just like oh well you know I think she should have if she could perform she could perform like whatever But what I have seen is, is like a million people being like, she doesn't owe anybody anything like the Olympic committee should be ashamed of itself. And I'm sure there's something more to the story than, than I know. And I get that there was the whole controversy between this Olympics and the last Olympics. And if you want to watch the documentary athlete, a go find out out all about it, then go for it. But that's like sort of not what any of this is about, but people are like using it to make it about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from my understanding, she was just like, I don't think I can go. And the coaches, coaches were like, yeah, cool. We'll sub you out. Like, It's not worth it. It's fine.
0: We got somebody else.
1: We got somebody else. And if I'm wrong about that, then then that's my mistake. I, I'm not 100% sure. But I, I have seen a lot of people being very upset in both directions about this thing that happened in Japan. And like... It'll be fine. Maybe she won't get to come back to another Olympics. I don't know. It's her decision, though. Like,
0: I do know if she's not
1: worried about it, you don't need to be worried about it.
0: I do know this in that, like, I think it is very easy to draw the conclusion like Tom Brady's never missed a game because he was psyched out or LeBron James has never missed a game or Michael Jordan never missed a game because he was psyched out or whoever, I think it's very easy if you don't understand gymnastics and I don't to be like to to be confused like that's not a value you don't get to call yourself the greatest of all time and then get psyched out. But if that's and again I don't know the sport, but if that's like a totally normal thing in the sport, and I do just want to do I do just want to time
1: you out for a second right here. Simone Biles is not the person calling herself the greatest of all time, right? Yes, she is. She's wearing leotards that have a goat on the back. Okay, but like she's not Tom Brady. She's not an arrogant performer. Tom Brady's
0: not arrogant. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He always posts on Instagram with his rings. But it's one of those things where... Okay, but she's not Michael Jordan. Are you saying Michael Jordan is arrogant? Were you here for the
1: conversation we had last week? Were you present for the conversation we had about Space
0: Jam? I just didn't hear you. Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm saying Michael Jordan is arrogant. I'm saying he's an arrogant prick. He's a bad influence on the game of basketball.
0: Yeah, but he's a great influence on the Looney Tunes.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, I you know I I don't have a problem with Simone Biles uh, doing whatever she wants to do, right? The, at the end of the day, um, none of it matters. It's sports, right? I mean, it matters as much as sports matter, but like. We don't get anything for winning a bunch of gold medals at the Olympics, right? Like, it's not like... We
0: don't, but like, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you're from some impoverished country and you get a gold medal and then that athlete gets a $2 million Nike sponsorship, that's probably worth something. Yeah, but that's not, that's not us. I said us. We. Oh, yeah. We, we the United States of America, the the US of A.
1: Now, do I hate the fact that we lost to Russia when they're not technically allowed to perform? They can't even perform. They can't even compete as Russia but are still allowed to compete somehow? Yeah, that sucks. Screw the okay. Russians, they should all go home. If your entire country gets banned from international sporting competition, how are you still here?
0: Uh, what are they under? What's the name they're going under? Uh, the
1: with? ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee. Oh. Instead of the Russian National Anthem, which, by the way, is the only good National Anthem. They don't get to play the Russian National Anthem when the Russians win. They play some Tchaikovsky thing.
0: What would, what should they play when the United States wins? Like, what would your choice be for the National Anthem?
1: What would my choice be for the National Anthem instead of what we've got, which is a very boring song? Ba, ba, ba,
0: um, ba, ba, ba. I don't know. Maybe like like...
1: <sighs> I don't know. um, Like born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, like glory um, days, glory days by Bruce Springsteen born to run by Bruce Springsteen. I'm partial um, to the song. They recorded Johnny be Good. Dig it. Uh huh. -huh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. By the D10 boys. Yeah. Johnny be Good by Chuck Berry. um, Bring me to life by Evanescence. Oh boy. Uh, what I've Done by Lincoln Park. Can you
0: freaking In the imagine. End by Linkin
1: Park. Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park. Animals by Nickelback. Um, the Washington Post March by John Philip Sousa. Uh, sorry, Nickelback's Canadian. I messed that one up. Sorry. 3 sorry. a.m.
0: by Matchbox
1: 20. 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Um... Boy Howdy. Wagon Wheel.
0: They should be playing Wagon Wheel. They should, every be, playing, they time. should be
1: playing Wagon Wheel by Okra Medicine Show. Um I did Originally this...
0: written by Bob Dylan. Think of something more. American. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh um Like a Rolling Stone by Bob like, Dylan. They, yeah, they should just have Bob Dylan written songs written by Bob Dylan in a Spotify playlist, and then when an American wins a gold medal, they just click shuffle all. Yeah, you
1: could you could play America F-word, yeah, from uh from Teen America World Police. Uh, really, anything is better than the Star Spangled Banner, which is very boring.
0: Ba, ba, ba,
1: like, ba, I ba, I watch ba, a lot ba. of... Uh, I've watched a lot of the Olympics in my time. I've watched a lot of the World Cup. I've watched, a, recently, a lot of Formula One racing. These are all sports where they play other people's national anthems before the games start. And let me tell you, everybody in the world has a better national anthem than we do, with the possible exception of the United Kingdom. Their national anthem is My Country Tis of Thee with different words, um, which sucks. Oh uh, Canada, rips Le Marseille or whatever. However you pronounce the French national anthem, rips. Mexican national anthem, rips. It's, what is
0: the Mexican national anthem? Is it Bailando?
1: It's Bailando by Enrique Iglesias. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I would rather than d- play that at the than the Star Spangled Banner, but honestly, like. I don't know. Like, what
0: bothers me more than anything is that, like, when was the last new national anthem? That's what I want to know. Well, that's a complicated question, right? Because, like, I have no idea. When did they write Deutschland,
1: Deutschland, und Because that could be pretty recently, honestly. Did Russia get a new national anthem after the Soviets took over? Or uh, d- untook over? Or do they still play the same national anthem? Because that was, like, the 90s. They should play new national anthem by TI. Um, they shouldn't do that. T I might out of all the people in the world, T I might T I might not be the best example for like um
0: if you have gotta go instrumental, I want pick up the pieces by the average white by
1: band. But the average white band, um Instrumental songs, uh, Jessica, the the jazz police by Gordon Goodwin's big fat band, Jessica, Jessica by the almond brothers band. Uh, I do still want to put a vote out for like one of the Susan marches. If we got to go like classical, we don't, I know, but like
0: I'm of the firm belief that like The fact that universities and music teach classical music and then like pop music is an elective is completely backwards. Everything should be about how music is today. So
1: what is the most recent? I'm just going to ignore this question because I don't care. Um, What is the most recent national anthem? Did we find that? It's got to be like Kyrgyzstan. Or Georgia, or Bosnia, or some something. One of the like former Soviet republics
0: that became a country for the first time
1: in 1991.
0: So South Sudan is the newest country in the world. Okay, uh, seceded from S- Sudan in 2011. Okay, and they South Sudan does have their own national anthem. Uploaded to YouTube in 2015. Uh, it's called Oye or Oye. I don't know. Okay, it's <laughs> Okay, Okay. This is. Oh, it's in the chat.
1: You got a cool flag, too. Uh, It was composed in 2011. Huh? It was uh, South Sudan Oye was composed in 2011.
0: Okay. So that's, I mean, that's about as new as it gets. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's more recently than I would have thought possible.
0: Yeah. Do you have to like register it with the United Nations to be like, we're a country, this is our bird, this is our song. It does slap. I'm not going to lie to you. It does indeed slap, but it kind of sounds like, and I mean, I guess
1: this is just because it's a national anthem I've never heard before, but it does kind of sound like the national anthem of like a fake
0: country in a movie. What yes. South Sudan's national bird is the African fish eagle. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know anything about South Sudan. This, if it's like a, if it is like a very bad place that I shouldn't be cheering for. I don't for, think it is. I think it was founded to be a better place than I, th- I, that sounds right. But if it's like the North Korea of Sudan's, I'm sorry. Also, I keep saying sedan, like a car, not Sudan, <laughs> this, like the country.
1: <laughs> I know that, uh, there, there for a while, people refer to, to normal Sudan as the Sudan for some reason. Ooh. Like, like there's several countries that get this treatment, right? Cause like, Ukraine is just Ukraine, but people call it the Ukraine. Mm, Like the Ohio State. Like the Ohio State University. I don't know why. But yeah, it was the. People would say the Sudan. Like we have to do a fundraiser for the Sudan. And I don't know why.
0: I don't know anything about Sudan proper. North Sudan?
1: I I know that. There was, sounds, there was some turmoil going on in Sudan we were in college.
0: Oh, if we were in college, then it didn't happen. There were no current events from the year Coney 2012 happened while we were in college. Yeah, darn, darn right it did. And then you know what? Everybody was like, nah, who cares about that dude enslaving children? That one guy. I mean, seriously, like it is the most, this was, the, and that's what really
1: began cancel culture in America, which is the problem is like legitimately Invisible Children was like, hey, we want to stop child trafficking um, we want to stop
0: specifically this guy.
1: Specific, well, before they, they had been around before that, because they did a follow up by right. music video. Um, but they were like, we're going to stop child trafficking, whatever. And then the like leader was like found masturbating in his car or whatever. And they were like, yo, uh, this guy's canceled forever. Take your money back from this charity. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I get that like charities have to be run by somebody. And the person that runs a charity is always going to be kind of a dick. Um, it's just sort of the way of the world, the way of the world, but Um, yeah, so this is a movie that we watched about a distance runner, um, mid distance. Mid, yeah, mid-distance. Possibly the least interesting kind of running you can do at the Olympics.
0: Did you not watch the 1972 5,000 meter? Well, I was uh, negative 21. But I mean, in the movie, did you watch
1: it? Yeah, I mean, I watched it in the movie, um, and they did a bad job of
0: explaining what was going on in the movie, honestly. Yeah, they did. I feel like I was watching it today, and I was like, oh, they're yeah. doing the thing against him.
1: And I was I was watching it, and I was like, go around. Hey, pre, hey, pre, just go around. Even, and Donald Sutherland's like, he's got it. It's fine. It's, it's, yeah, no, we're, okay, okay, we're good. We, we might, hey, guys, we might not be good, guys. We might not be good. He, he, he breaks, the, he doesn't break late, guys.
0: Doesn't break late.
1: <laughs> And I was like, why doesn't he just go? And then you were like, oh, there's an unspoken agreement to box him out. And I was like, they didn't say that. It was very but the, I unspoken. Mean, like, it's very
0: clear that's what they're doing.
1: If you've seen the movie 150 times,
0: maybe. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I've met Frank Shorter. Uh, I think
0: I knew that. I have multiple Frank Shorter autographs. Yeah.
1: Your brothers were talking about this recently on their their show. Yeah. But it was, re- it was unrecently enough that I'd forgot Because the whole time... I'm like watching this movie and they're like Frank Shorter. And I'm like, why does Frank Shorter sound familiar? And then I remember that Steve died and I was like, shoot.
0: Yeah. yeah Steve has passed away.
1: Yeah. He didn't get to race in the 1967 Olympics.
0: No, because he was like 15. Oh, sorry. The
1: 1976 Olympics. <laughs> they didn't have Olympics in 67. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's a mid-distance runner. Why didn't he run the the ten thousand?
0: Everybody else ran the ten thousand. The five thousand. The movie's just about the five thousand. The movie makes it seem like that's the only race he ever ran. Yeah, I know it does. But you don't just go to a track meet and run one race. Um, He ran the fifteen hundred, the mile, the three thousand, the two mile, the five thousand, and the ten thousand. His record in the ten thousand was twenty-seven forty-three, which is faster than I can run half that distance. So yeah. I couldn't run six miles right now. Yeah, uh, no, me neither. I don't think I can run three miles. In fact, I did it not too long ago. tried to do it (coughs) like a race, like a race that I paid money for. And I made it like 2.6. And then I was like, nope, my legs are done. And I walked the rest. I mean, that's pretty good, though. I was super proud of me. I did train for it like a lot. And actually, since then, I haven't been running. And I I hate that I haven't been. And then I watched this movie and it was like, hey, Tyler, how much do you suck? Because you're not running. (laughs) I was like, God, I suck a lot because I'm not running. You don't suck. That's not... That's not what Steven want you to believe.
1: So this- I don't is, like that they call him Pre. Oh,
0: I love that they call him Pre. It's a garbage like nickname. They call him Rube, too.
1: I don't know why. It bothers you? No, it bothers me they call him Pre. That, like, they introduced him as
0: Pre in Meats. I think that was very much, like, I don't know how real that was, but I yeah, think it's definitely to show how showboat like- Yeah, sure. Why did they call him the Rube? Nickname. Rube? I, my dad explained this to me when I was a kid, that, like, I guess you're- Your dad would have done this as well because my dad and your dad are from the same place. But I guess it's like a northerners calling, like, I don't know, like, rookies or like inexperienced people. They call them like Ruben or Rube. Ah, interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously it happened in the 70s, but I don't know how true it is. We, sure. we don't live in the Pacific Northwest in 1970. No, I
1: didn't know the Pacific Northwest existed in 1970, honestly. Truthfully, me neither. I don't think Seattle did
0: exist. Surely Seattle exists.
1: Not if, hey man, we went to Seattle and there in 1970, none of those buildings were built.
0: When was the Space Needle built? 61, baby. No way. Way. April 17th, 1961. They built the whole thing that day. Tax day, baby. What are we buying? (laughs) Tax day. We're buying the Space Needle. (laughs) (laughs) They got one of them in Canada. What are we buying? Space. We're buying the needle. We went to the Uh, Space
1: Needle. That was pretty cool. It was cool. They got a floor made of glass. They got a bar up there. It's neat.
0: They got, what do they call the local beer? Rainier. Rainier. You can drink dilly dillies. Yeah. I guess that's Bud Light, but like- We had a beer in space. Space needle. We had a beer in space needle. A Rainier. It is tall. It's very tall. Very tall, the stuff and, around it looks very small when you're up there.
1: Ah. Uh, and if you ever watch Grey's Anatomy, they try to make you believe the hotel, the hospital is like right next to the Space Needle.
0: Um, I've been to the Space Needle, there's a park right next to the Space Needle, it is round, there's more than a park. Although, we tried to fly a drone at that park, and some dude was like, They will literally shoot it out of the sky, which is wild. And I was like, Whoa,
1: whoa, Seattle's wild, but yeah, I, I can Seattle I,
0: had guns.
1: Yeah, I, I can tell you that, that uh, Grace Sloan Memorial Hospital is not there. No. Um, it's the movie, Ethan. The movie. The greatest there's story ever told. So I like this better lot. than Chariots of Fire. You like this better
0: than Chariots For of Fire? For sure, yeah.
1: They also just shamelessly use the Olympic music as score in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I think if you're like, uh, when did John Williams write Summon the Heroes? Yeah. Summon the Heroes. The The song from this movie that they play over and over again was debuted two years before this movie came out in 1996 in Atlanta in Atlanta for the 96 games so was not a part of the 72 no. games wait uh, which one is summon the heroes summon the heroes is uh
1: is that the Boom! Boom! Yeah.
0: One of the oh, greatest. actually, there's some fun history to some of to the hear Greatest piece of music ever written. i have told this story on uh, this this very podcast before. Maybe
1: there hasn't been a Summer Olympics since the last time or since we started the podcast. Fun fact. Uh that
0: is weird. So. Um, Well, there was supposed to be one last summer It got delayed. John Williams, very impressed uh, by... There's a trumpet player in the 90s by the name of Tim Morrison. And so when John Williams was commissioned to write the Olympic theme for the 1996 Olympic Games, um, he wanted to like center it around Tim Morrison, right? Okay. And so he does. And the Summer of the Heroes has that beautiful giant trumpet solo, like literally right out the gate. Um, And it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest trumpet solos ever written in music. Definitely one of the most heroic. Well, then in 2000 in Sydney, they wanted to do that so they hired a trumpet player named jim morrison the scream machine guy and he played the scream machine (laughs) and it was awful (laughs) (laughs) he played scream machine instead of some of the heroes have you never heard it i'll send it to you right now uh no i haven't (laughs) it's it is ladies gentlemen if you want to hear
1: some trumpet performing go look up scream machine by jim morrison is james 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 Morrison. morrison jim morrison's the guy from the doors yeah
0: um I just it sent is you the uh,
1: unlistenable. Yeah,
0: it's just like if you're like a trumpet player, it's got this own like little silliness to yeah, it. I, yeah, I remember
1: thinking it was cool when we were in high school.
0: Yeah, so listen and then I went back the, and listened
1: to it. I was like, how did I pay attention to this?
0: Listen to what I just sent you. What I love about this video, if you're watching it, Ethan, is that like the rest they don't have like military bands in Australia or marching band the way that we do. Yeah. So everybody's standing at attention with their horns like at their waist. Like there there's no showmanship to it whatsoever except James just go nuts on the yeah. horn. <laughs> All right, I stopped it.
1: I do not remember the opening ceremonies for the summer of the Sydney Olympics, but I do remember plenty about the Sydney Olympics. That's the first one I like properly watched.
0: Uh, I remember like like
1: child Michael Phelps.
0: Michael Phelps wouldn't have competed in 2000. He absolutely competed in Sydney. He did? Yeah, absolutely competed in Sydney. No way. Oh my, he was 15. Youngest American to compete in an Olympic Games in 68 years. No way. He didn't medal at all, but he was the youngest. And then at 19 and 23 and 27, he wrecked face.
1: Yeah. But I remember, uh, yeah, swimming at the Summer Olympics in in 2000 was... It was big. The first one I properly remember was Salt Lake City in two thousand two. Uh, the The Winter Olympics, Winter Games. Yeah.
0: What do you like about the Winter Games so much? There is no track. There is no field. Okay. There's, uh, like, there is like there's
1: there's there's hockey. There's skiing. There's snowboarding. There's freaking biathlon. There's that's a, the skiing gun thing. Uh I, There's there's curling. There's speed skating. There's figure skating. Winter Olympics is great. There's ski no jumping.
0: There's no swimming.
1: Downhill skiing. Yeah. Okay. I like ski. I like swimming. There's no track and field. You said there's no track and field already. Track and field is, <laughs> is interesting for the eight seconds it takes the bolt to run his thing. <laughs> is he still running? Does he no, still do No, no. He's old as hell.
0: I thought so, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's no uh, way he could compete anymore. Cuz like the 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 people are far off his time, but they're not that far off his time. <laughs> I remember Usain Bolt doing the doing the 9 seconds, the 9.58 or whatever. I love That's the Olympics
0: so fast. So I'm looking up a uh
1: The Winter Olympics are great, man. Apollo Ono,
0: Bodie Miller, freaking miracle on ice. I don't know. I just don't know those people. I've always liked the summer. I guess I don't know those people either. I like the summer Olympics. I've gotten to, if I end up, here's what I'm doing. And I know this is like what the athletes want, but I've gotten to the point where if I watch an athlete compete and I enjoy the event or they like tell the athlete's story and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting, I will follow them on Instagram. Fair. I follow our fencer. What's her name? I've forgotten already. I don't know. She, she the first I know some of the swimmers. I know Katie Ledecky. I know Katie I know. Ledecky. Um, I could, I could probably, I, I, I bet I have three degrees of separation max between me and Katie Ledecky. Yeah.
1: Katie Ledecky, the, the Maryland girl, um, I obviously know Simone Biles. Uh, there's that one male swimmer. Um, he's like a villain, right? No, 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 no. Lochte's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's uh, Ryan Murphy is the guy. He's like a, like a hundred meter backstroker or whatever.
0: That's all. That's what I swim. That was my event,
1: man. You, the, the, the guys that do these, the men's like. Short distance strokes are crazy, dude. The the guy that freaking uh uh won the like men's hundred meter breaststroke from England has the top 20 times ever, like all of them. <laughs> and he's huge.
0: Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> like he does he's
1: fully triangle built, just like like a real
0: ray through yeah. the water. Breaststroke is so weird because so much of it can be done under the water. Because yeah. Because like your pull out is faster and your launch is faster than the swim. Although the way like professional, this is why I like running. Because everybody on earth who has two legs for the most part can run. Like can, anybody who can walk can run. And what I like about running is it puts into sharp contrast how much better professional athletes are than you yeah like i don't think i can wa- like there's been a lot of conversation in the basketball community lately that like nba players are a thousand times better than you think they are the best person you've ever played basketball with could not hold a candle yeah to a, to a nba player the worst nba player. i love the the, co- the conversation around that went around on tiktok
1: for a while about basketball that was like they take the whole world in a draft where do you go wait what do you mean like if everybody in the NBA or everybody in the world gets drafted in the NBA, like what round do you go in? Like, oh God, <laughs> I'm deep. I don't think I'm not, you're that deep. Yeah, I guess I'm not. I'm, I'm like, you got to think about first of all, how many people, because you could beat most, I think 70 plus year olds, you could beat them at basketball. Yes. Most. And you could beat
0: all babies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could be, I think I would be in the top 50% of 28 year olds. Do you, see, do you think you'd go in the first billion? Second billion.
1: Second billion. Yeah, that, that's that's the conversation I love because people are being like ridiculously like
0: honest about it. <laughs> like, I, I got to think there are a lot of countries around the world that are just like, they have better natural diets than Americans do. Yeah. So like large swaths of Africa focus heavily on physical fitness. I just could not compete. Yeah, right? you're going to lose to most of Africa at basketball right. and like with some playing, I bet a lot of Chinese players could do well because the diet is better there. And know Japanese people eat really well. Uh, I think I could beat most of Europe. The real question is, uh, first I, of all, real we're question. learning that Europe what, is a lot what, better at basketball than we ever give credit for, but yeah, no, France is very good. One on one. Could I beat Seamus Gorman in basketball? I don't I am think so. Way than I don't think is. so. I don't know. I'm I, a lot. Taller I bet he than like Sheamus. plays
1: basketball secretly. Like he owns that fila hoodie.
0: Yeah. Like I think. I think. Find me an Olympic sport that I couldn't beat Seamus Gorman in. I bet I could beat Seamus Gorman in footy. I don't think you could. I don't know. Do you? Do you? Fo- soccer is one. I don't think I could either. I'm certain that he naturally like just by being in europe plays way more often than i can imagine uh like it's just a part of their lives and he watches more of it and he's aware of strategy and things but i will say that like when i kick a soccer ball i am always surprised at like how naturally the sport feels to me not that i'm good at it but that like how comfortable i am in that setting
1: you know know. what you know what basketball
0: i feel like an idiot you know what olympic
1: sport i am uh naturally gifted in and this is a real shame considering my personal situation but uh skeet shooting ah i am a gifted skeet shooter
0: (laughs) i saw uh chris and sarah went skeet shooting at floyd fest did you not uh, did you not attend i did
1: well it was just at the house we just did you go did
0: you did you participate a couple times yeah did you hit
1: yeah i'm no i'm good at it like okay it was actually uh it was it was i don't think i've become like a gun guy or anything but it was sort of nice to claim that back a little bit yeah um it took a step toward overcoming a, a fear there, which was nice. Um, but, yeah, I am dumb good at it. Really? Yeah. Just like it, it like... Cause I, I went a couple times times uh, on work trips when I was working at State Farm. We'd go up to the homestead and do their like competition course there. Mm-hmm. And both of the times we did it, the instructors were like, have you done this before? And I was like, no, this is my first or second time. And they're like, you should do this as like a, like a thing. I was like, you're mm- good at this. No, I'm, 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 I'm fine. It's that sounds expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me this gun was $5,000. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. It also
0: means that I, you have to like store a firearm, a in
1: firearm, room, in my home, room. right? Like, We don't have like a, I'm sure we, I actually, I was about to say, I don't think we have just like a club around here, but I'm sure we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent we do.
1: But if I was going to just tomorrow decide to try to become an Olympian, that's probably what I would
0: do it in. I think, what do I think that at 28 years old, I could pick up and get at least quasi Olympic level good at. I think there's only a few options here. Lifting. I think you can always get better at lifting. Yeah. I think that has a later drop off than like running. Like, I don't think I could start today and be like, I'm no. going to do speed work and be an Olympic 100 meter run. No, I think you've already done too much damage to your body from... Right. But like, I think, I, I don't think I could get to what the guys in the Olympics do for lifting, but I think I have a better chance there than a lot of things. Skeet shooting, I think. Um, slalom ski. Nope. Your knees would explode. Not slalom ski. Uh, Cross country ski. You said this recently. But I think I've got a better chance at that. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, uh, no, uh, sl- slalom skiing. Yeah, you you did not learn young enough. Um, the rafting, the like canoe, whitewater rafting. I don't think I could do that to save my life. Truthfully, have you watched this sport? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The like river sl- canoe slalom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, where you have
0: to like, like turn around going down rapids. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't think that like, like if you put me in that boat, I would not be able to sit in it. But I do think that at 28, I have a better chance of learning that than competing with Usain Bolt yeah um i couldn't yeah do absolutely basketball. couldn't do basketball um, Couldn't do footy no none of the team sports uh potentially this is one
1: you could do dr- like dressage what dressage the, the, is, is the horse oh, dancing horses?
0: yeah i could do uh this is one that's good on your joints i could do olympic cycling because the olympics are like a week after the tour de france so you're not really competing with anybody
1: that's true i think they were technically during the tour de france this time were they? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think the Tour de France ended like yesterday. So like all the real cyclists
0: aren't at the Olympics. Yeah, normally they are though. No, like Lance didn't do the Olympics. Yeah, he did. Did he? For sure. Oh. I bet Andy Schleck did. I don't know about Alberto oh Contador. God. <laughs> I didn't watch a single stage of the Tour this year. Me neither. I haven't watched in four years, I don't think. I'll tell you what happens is I turn it on and I don't hear a word they're saying or watch like a minute of the race i'm just like ooh, pretty french countryside and british voices
1: yeah um i love the olympics though i i really do like i the summer versus winter debate whatever like i just love it every time they're on it makes me sad that i'm not a child anymore every time the olympics are on because i have to like do adult things and like
0: i don't work. Do kids these days i asked perspective z about this but i haven't listened to their episodes uh and they're like adults now. But like, do kids these days, like nine-year-olds, are they like awestruck by the Olympics? I guess I'm around children a lot more than you, but-
1: Yeah, I don't know. Are they? I I guess, and and it's entirely possible that maybe it was just like a thing in my home.
0: No, it was like a big deal at my house. Like, we like talked about the Olympics at school. Yeah. We had like projects on the Olympics.
1: Yeah, like I- we would from the time the cer- the opening ceremony started, they, it was that was all that was on the TV
0: for 14 days. Yeah, I remember. Th- I've being seen an adult. so much curling. Yeah, I remember being an adult and learning that the Olympics were only 14 days, and being like, "There's no way," because we were watching it forever. Yeah, because we were kids. Yeah, and 14 days was a lifetime.
1: Yeah, once the once you once I got into the World Cup and realized the World Cup is a f- uh, whole month, the Olympics seem seems so long or so short. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember the 2006 Torino Olympics. Uh, I would get up in the morning and go to school. Like before I went to school, and curling was on every day because that that competition goes the entire time. Um, yeah. And that was the only thing that was on at six o'clock in the morning in 2006. So I watched a lot of curling. I've seen a lot of curling in my
0: life. Curling is one that yeah, because it takes the whole time, it always gets. I think that's one that, like, as a grown up, as a twenty eight year old, I could decide, like, I'm going to compete. Maybe not in twenty twenty two, but in twenty twenty six, you better. Yeah, if I decided
1: to, tomorrow to move to Minnesota and become a professional curler, I could, I could at least get in the qualifying. I would, I, I could get in the, I get myself in the run for it. I don't know. You got to wonder how many people do it though, because like when you say it like that, it's like there's no way. But every time could. we send a curling team to the Olympics, it's like these are four semi pro dads who didn't know they made the Olympics till last week. <laughs> going up Look against the it, it's still the same deal right it's like the, the this is four dads from minnesota going up against the swedish men's national curling team they <laughs> have known each other since they were 12
0: and they've been curling together the whole they've time been curling together the whole time we took them out of school at 11 to yeah <laughs> to become professional curlers
1: um yeah dude i i don't know man i don't know the swimming is cool but it's like it there's none of the people that were big names when i was watching year after year after year well not year after year four years watching obsessively when I was in like high school and stuff none of them are competing anymore obviously it's 2021 right like right so it's it like I don't know any names hardly anymore like Michael Phelps is gone all the all our good male swimmers are gone it's just Katie Ledecky and she's not even doing that well I
0: know poor Katie and
1: like Simone Biles didn't compete in the the team competition and the older I get the harder it is for me to care about sport American sports
0: with athletes i don't know the names of yeah and then it's really hard to watch kevin durant lose to france Mm-hmm. be like this is normal
1: but it's like at least you know up until it's up until the rio games right like i know that that uh carrie walsh had to get a new beach volleyball partner but we had misty may carrie walsh and rogers dollhouser on the men's and women's beach volleyball teams right like i knew those people i didn't know them personally but like those were the same names every time the Olympics show up and I was like, I get to watch these guys and, and gals be. The problem is the rest of the world's gotten better at sports in the last 15 yeah, years. Yeah,
0: in the last 15 years, they were like, the United States has over a thousand gold medals. And the closest is Russia with like 600. We're just going to like not let that happen it's anymore. The same,
1: it's the same deal with the Winter Olympics, right? Like I, both games now. I'm just like, man, I used to just get up and watch America crush everything.
0: Right, And now we, we no longer dominate. Now we no longer dominate sport. literally
1: everything every event right so i'm not like but that does make it like on the same at the same time it's like that does make sports better yeah absolutely um absolutely it does (laughs) there is a while so espn and not espn nbc has the nbc olympic channel which shows
0: like nbc is is being a little sus with this whole olympics why i'll tell you that because there's certain events that you have to have like peacock premium to watch oh i didn't know that I haven't come up against anything that I'm not allowed to watch yet. Well, you wouldn't know, like there's multiple events happening. So there's always something you can watch, but like, like the gymnastics finals, you have to have Peacock premium or whatever. I was
1: watching it on NBC sports today. I don't know then. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, But NBC has a, a, like all, all the time Olympic channel where they show like Olympic type sports year round. Oh, that's awesome. And there was a while when I first got YouTube TV and we first had that channel, like I would just watch it all the time. Right? Like, yeah. It was like February. It's always just like watching Olympic type sports, watching like like ice volleyball. Like what? That's <laughs> yeah, they not did, real. It, it it it's 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 a sport that's in testing right now, or has been for the past couple of years. They do like snow volleyball. It's like beach volleyball on top of a mountain. No way. <laughs> it's real. I watched it happen. I watched it with my own eyes, and they still for some reason wear bikinis. Oh man
0: that well, in all the images I'm seeing no, they do not uh oh no, look at this this girl's in a bikini snow volleyball. What is with that? What is that? I don't know why do you when need to, why up? do you need
1: to wear a bikini to play women's handball?
0: Yeah, when I was growing up, I always assumed the bikinis was like this must be the most comfortable and best way to play this sport because otherwise they wouldn't have this uniform like it like in volleyball. And this could be wrong as well. I don't know, but I was always under the impression that, like in volleyball it was of benefit to have like the really tight shorts and the knee pads, which I'm sure have some benefit. Is that just not the case? Like, would it be more comfortable to play volleyball in leggings? I have no idea. It'd be warmer in my mind. What it'd be warmer? <laughs> it would be warmer. I'd be hot as butts in a gymnasium.
1: Yeah, wearing leggings. Yeah, the Olympic but- the Olympics has has tried to make itself the villain this year is the problem, right? Like they're banning Shakira Richardson and then like doing a an an Olympic story about Megan Rapinoe smoking weed. They did. <laughs> yeah, they like they banned Shakira Richardson from. Competing at the Olympics because she smoked weed. Right. And then and, Megan Rapinoe gets to compete. And then Megan Rapinoe gets gets like a feature on like olympics.com of like how athletes use cannabis to help train. Oh my God. And it's just like, like, I guess they, they were like, oh man, the Oscars have started doing better. It's not, you know, so much Oscars so white anymore. It has to be like Olympics so white now we gotta, we gotta mess it up.
0: I don't know if you watched this movie we watched, but Olympics so white. I mean, in yeah, 1972. Yeah. Well, this is this movie doesn't have a single black person in it. Correct. The Oregon track team. Is, granted, this was the Pacific Why Northwest is Mary in, in this movie <laughs> in 1972? I don't know that there were black people there. Why is she on the cover of the movie? Is the real question. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, her part seemed so much more important and so much more involved. I will say, if as a she kid, was like the thing that got
1: Steve to go running again, maybe, but it's not. I mean,
0: she got like. She goes and finds him and finds out where he's working and tells Bowerman and the Bowerman goes and finds him. Yeah,
1: Bowerman does the convincing. He should be making out with Bowerman on the the movie poster.
0: (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, when I was a kid, it made more sense that she was in it. I will also say that when I was a kid, I'd be like, there's no Civil War monuments in, in Eugene, Oregon. There was no Oregon. There probably was. There was also a Civil War monument. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, there's a 25-foot statue uh, of a Union soldier surrounded by 51 graves of Civil War veterans. They were Union soldiers. I will also say, again, not to get political on this podcast, I will not do it. You will not make me. I think the Civil War is a misnomer. That would imply that it was one country. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say.
1: Uh, no, it it is... It was one country. The, U- the The United States of America did not acknowledge the Confederate States of America as existing. <laughs> That's why they get to keep calling it the Civil War. I guess so. Because the Confederate States of America
0: lost and never got to be a country. Well, when we were kids, they taught us that South Carolina seceded. Okay. Succeeded in secession. Well, they didn't. Clearly, <laughs> South Carolina is still that.
1: a state. Sometimes I wish it wasn't, but it is still a state. Yeah. Anyway, the movie we're watching, Mary Marks was in it. Uh, She's an author of some sort
0: that it says there at the end.
1: Yeah, she lives and writes in Oregon. I guess if you go to the University of Oregon, you never leave the University of Oregon. Ducks fly
0: together. Forever, that's the mighty ducks.
1: Well, they're still the ducks. I'll tell you, they're one the thing. Oregon ducks, man. Like, you can't tell me this isn't true.
0: I'll tell you one thing I know for absolute certain Steve Prefontaine is not leaving the University of Oregon.
1: Is he buried there?
0: I believe so. Hayward Field.
1: It's wild that, like, did they have nothing better to do in
0: the 1970s than go to track meets? I mean, they didn't have TikTok. That's true, but like. When I think about what I could be doing at any given time, it's like, well, if I didn't have TikTok, I'd be at a track meet. I Go had- to a college track meet is pretty far <laughs> down the list. I didn't go to college
1: track meets when I was in college.
0: I don't think they would have let us. I think we would have shown up and they'd be like, what are you doing? That's creepy. Leave.
1: I don't even know where they did them. I don't know that we had a track team.
0: We absolutely had a track team and they did them at our college football stadium that had a track around it. Yeah, that's fair. But like they did the discus and stuff there. We had spots for disc. I don't think they were at, uh, what was the name of our stadium? Pomoco Field. Pomoco Field. Has it been renamed? Yeah, Captain it's stadium? Town Bank Stadium now. Town Bank Stadium. Uh, that's all I got. I okay. Don't know what else to say. Well. Yeah, we definitely had a track team because there would always be pictures from the senior athletics Twitter account being like, Track and Field played this week, ran this, did had a match this week against Salisbury University. Well done, Bell Tunstall, on winning every event. <laughs> I don't know. And the belt on stall was on the track team. No, I think she's on field hockey.
1: She was on the field hockey team for sure. Yeah, I went to one of her name. games one time.
0: I, I think I went to one field hockey match. They played in the same spot as lacrosse, right? Yeah. I went to like five or six. Yeah. Uh, I know that we were very good at field hockey. I yes. also know that field hockey is a sport I don't even a little bit understand because it does not look real when you watch it. It's crazy. It's yes. an
1: insane sport. How do you get into
0: it? I guess you have to go like go to a high well, school that has a field hockey so team. So
1: as right? an American, <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the school, a high school that has a field hockey team. But like- other places, it's like a big deal. No, yeah. Do we win in the international level? I have no idea because, like England, it's just hockey, right? That's what they call hockey. Isn't it cold in England? Where's all the ice? They don't have ice hockey. They get, and it's it's so that for them it's hockey and ice hockey, whereas for us it's hockey and field hockey. Hockey and field hockey. Hockey and field hockey. <laughs> I do. I just we're, like we're, I can't stop. The-, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, I'm Jerry O'Callahan, play for the University of Minnesota, University of Boston. Who played Jerry O'Callaghan? He's from Miracle. Oh, he was OC. Uh, Jack, o- sorry, Jack O'Callahan,
0: Boston University. What I want to know, I do think we should. Mike Rizzione play for the United States of America. We should retitle this episode something about the Olympics instead of something about <laughs> Without Limits. I'm just glad you finally watched it. Oh, I enjoyed it, it very much. It. It was perfectly, Did you learn anything about movie? me watching the movie other um, than Donald Sutherland?
1: Well, yeah, I learned like yeah the, you, you, the, you, that's why you know donald sutherland that's why you know billy Cruttup. i learned that uh hank from breaking bad was in this movie yes minerals yeah minerals jesus, jesus christ their minerals <laughs> uh that that um ethan from lost is in this movie is he
0: yeah he's the the preacher guy oh yes you are right so Bob, is um with, uh, the, with
1: the giant dog yeah.
0: <laughs> I, when I was a kid, <laughs> I was get that Why was that joke.
1: scene in this movie? This movie, it's, it's great. It's a great movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. It makes no sense.
0: I do think there are scenes where it's like, Steve Prefontaine, like if you know the 70s and you're like, Steve Prefontaine was at Oregon when they burned the dorm in protest of the Vietnam War and they didn't put that in the movie, you're like, what the heck? But in right. 2021, it's like, you obviously would not
1: include that. In 20, if you make this movie 2021, you don't include the bombing at the Olympics either. The, 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 you don't think so. You don't the think you include September the Israeli- massacre or whatever. Well, I mean, I think you could include it, but like you have to make it
0: make sense with the movie, right? Like, yeah, Steve has to a- care
1: in some way.
0: It has to yes. affect Steve in some way. Yes. I Well, I like, so I think there's a lot of narrative about Bowerman in this movie that it's easy to miss because it's about pre, but there's so much narrative about like Bowerman growing as a coach and dealing with the 72 Olympic situation and developing Nike and the waffle iron souls. Yeah. And- I'm surprised I haven't made that movie, honestly. Okay, I think it's because is a more interesting story. (laughs) Than the founder of Nike? Well, because in order to talk about the founder of Nike, you have to talk about the runner he tested the shoes on. You also have to talk about, like, Air Jordan. and Yeah, I guess you would talk more about, like, Phil Knight and, like, basketball. I I I think if you talk about the founder of Nike and Bowerman, I think you start the movie with Pre and Bowerman on the deck and him being like, oh, these are the molds I cut out. Like, I don't think you do... I think maybe you show a little bit about him measuring the feet of his players and uh, of his runners and stuff like that. But, like, really where the story starts is, like, pre-does the test run with the true Nike prototype.
1: I mean, you start with Bill Bowerman running as a kid.
0: Yeah. But, I th- like, okay, that's the end of the first act. And then the yeah. rest of the movie is building off of that moment. Yeah.
1: is about Nike. Right. Um. Just call the movie like, Victory. Like, you get Do- you get Kiefer Sutherland to play <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bill Bowerman. Um, I mean, you talk, I about, say- you talk
1: about Oregon, right? You talk about,
0: like... I've always liked Oregon. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you talk about the the freaking talk about Chip Kelly, man. Talk about the national championship they lost. I do. No, like you would in the movie. Oh yes. Talk about pro combat. Um, it's it's Nike, man. Like talk about the
0: Oregon uniforms.
1: I get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I I get that. It's like oh man, this guy wanted to go up against you know Adolf Dassler and his freaking shoe empire with his waffle iron and that's a great story right but it became nike yeah like the nike like the nike the second best shoe brand in the world i don't know about all that i've always been an adidas
0: freak yeah. Um, so I do want to circle back to like, when I think about running and I think about that as being like a sport that I want to participate in, I don't think about pre's record runs and I don't think about the strategy and I don't think about any of that. I think about truly that scene we were just talking about where Pri gets the final Nike prototype and goes on that run and loses track of time. That to me is the essence of like... I want to be far enough in my journey with fitness that I can go for a run and lose track of time yeah. on that run. That would be rad. Like I don't have to go fast. I just want to like keep like I, I don't want to be burdened <coughs> by like. Oh right, my you want to be able to run without hating tired. it. Right. <coughs> my legs are tired or I hate this. Like I want to be able to, you know, put on part one of Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson at one point seven X and listen for four hours straight while I run. That's a long time. That is a long time. i w I'll be I'll settle for two hours. I just want to like be able to keep going. Yeah. And that to me has always been like the the point. And I'm very bad at it. I like this is why I hate running more than anything. It's not that like my legs are tired, it's that I am at all tired. And I've gone 0.6 miles. Yeah. That's what frustrates me. Well,
1: you know, if Steve Runt- Free Fontaine would have you believe that there's no such thing as talent and that everybody can be as good as him, he's better at pain.
0: He is better at pain.
1: And then I-, I love that Bowerman eventually hands it that back in his face. And it's just like for you
0: to say you don't have talent is absurd. You idiot. Like you you are talent incarnate. Yeah. The reason you are so good is because you're talent incarnate and don't know. You good? Yeah. Uh, and you sorry. keep Sam Jones pushing and, and working and trying. Like, there's a moment early in this movie, pre-still in high school, and Matthew Lillard shows up at his house to recruit. And he's like, hey, guys, you want to go for an easy 10-mile run? Wait, one of those there's, guys is Matthew Lillard? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Like Shaggy. Yeah, like Shaggy. Wild. Hey, you guys want to go it, for an easy 10? There is no easy 10-miler. There's no easy 10 theres no easy 10 miler there, Like, it doesn't exist because running that far is impossible. Yeah. I know that it's not. I know that, like, you can look up photos of 20,000 people finishing the New York Marathon at the same time. And that also hurts my heart that, like, there are 20,000 people who could do this thing that I can't do. Yeah.
1: That can't. You can't run a
0: marathon. You would die. Yeah, I would. Yeah. No, I, I, that's the...
1: But that's the thing is, like, the marathon is an affront to God. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like... <laughs> but then, like, what even, like, pisses me off beyond that is that, like, I could... I know that my body could train to run a marathon. I know that I can because I'm the son of somebody who started running when he was my age. Or older than me, honestly. And he's done like 10 of them. So I know that if I start now, I still have the capacity to finish a marathon. What drives me nuts is that if I finish a marathon, I will open Instagram and it'll be like, oh, this is 70-year-old Jesse Itzler finishing a 100-mile run. Also, he's a billionaire. And i will be like, I hate everything about this. <laughs> Why don't I get to do this? Why do I feel like I have to compete with Jesse Itzler? He's a billionaire. He came up with the NetJet cards, and he wrote the New York Knicks theme song. Yeah, and he had generational wealth. Did he? Yeah. I'm sure he did. You don't get to be a billionaire without generational wealth. You don't get to pitch NetJets without already having money, right? Like, you don't get to go into the boardroom. Yeah, no. He His uh,
1: parents owned a successful business that he turned into, like, multiple successful businesses. Billionaires, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying what he did isn't crazy or, you know, uh, good or whatever. Like, I, I mean, it's not great to be a billionaire, but, um, yeah, it, it, it is, it is different than you going out tomorrow and being like, man, why am I not a billionaire?
0: I think it would be easier for me to run a hundred miles than garner a billion dollars. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think Jesse Itzler would tell you the same thing.
0: Yeah. he'd be like, I just made another billion dollars because I'm married to the owner of, or the founder of Spanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I wouldn't have thought Spanks is a billion dollar business. Like you sell on a rack at JCPenney's, okay? It's not like, like I don't think Izod is a billion dollar business. I don't think JCPenney is a billion dollar business. Uh, JCPenney
1: is a billion dollar business.
0: You think JCPenney is a billion dollar business?
1: I think, I think John Charles Penny was a billionaire
0: probably. Huh. The company has more than $1.2, $1. $1.2 $1. 2 billion dollars of cash and credit availability. Uh,
1: but also like you don't get to be a billion dollars by starting, or a billionaire by starting a billion dollar company. Correct. You get to be a billionaire by starting a billion dollar company and then selling it and then investing that money in stocks.
0: Yes. Unless you're Jeff
1: Bezos and you accidentally fall ass backwards from selling books into the biggest
0: online shopping enterprise ever. It's still a shitty app and a shitty website. Like I don't understand how it gets to be the best. I know how it gets to be the best is because if I place an order now in relatively remote compared to New York city Roanoke, it's at my house in two days yeah that's how it got to be the best yeah there's still nothing compared to Sears I saw something the other day that actually kind of upset me
1: there's still nothing compared to the Dutch East India trading company who Amazon Amazon yeah you don't think they're as big as Sears was they're not as big as Sears was really Sears I believe what I believe the thing was uh that I just saw recently that Sears and Amazon like Sears had the same valuation as Amazon does right now in 1978 or whatever what like in the, but owner? in the same dollar like like Oh, dang. If Sears is worth, if Amazon's worth, let's say a billion dollars, Sears is worth a billion dollars in 1978, money. Yeah. Sears Amazon's used to sell. I mean, Sears, money. first of all, had been around by 1978 for like five times as long as Amazon.
0: Yeah. And they sold every. You could buy your house. Yeah, they
1: sold houses, cars, trains. My granddad yeah. was a house builder for Sears for a while where like they would send the they would send house parts, the and the house parts on a train. And he and his team would go pick them up and assemble the house. You could do it yourself. You could do it yourself. But you could also hire your grandpa to do it. You could also hire Raymond Alexander Edgehill in Potsdam, New York to do it. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. He was in college. That was his college side job. Um, Yeah, Sears always baffles me because when I think about Sears, I think about like, this is garbage. Anyway, this is something I saw the other day that made me upset. Somebody was like... Uh Dolly Parton didn't use her money, her 150 million dollars to go to space. She used it to buy 150 million books and give them to children. And all I could think was like, "Man, where's the cheapest place to buy 150 million books?" Uh to be fair,
1: I don't think it works like that. Um I seriously <laughs> doubt that Dolly Parton bought those 150 million
0: dollars worth of books at retail uh, on Amazon. <laughs> on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> One at a time? <laughs> Okay, but surely Jeff Bezos has some sort of in with the Big Five, right?
1: Yeah. So, but so does anybody with money, <laughs> right? They're book publishers; they want to sell books,
0: right? They, they don't actually, care. They,
1: they don't care about Barnes and Noble.
0: It, well, they don't like Amazon. I know that because Amazon will sell eBooks below. Yeah. the cost. Amazon's of, the worst. Yeah, which is such like a but like it, you stinkers.
1: It, Alfred a. Knopf doesn't get anything special if you buy your books at at, at Books a Million over. Barnes and Noble, right? Like they just care about selling books. Right. For the most part, they don't care who the middleman is.
0: Right. Well, that was, uh, that was a conversation with Beth was like, where can I buy your book so that you net the most dollars? Even if it's like $3 versus $2, sure. I would rather you get well, three great British pounds. Yeah. I guess is is it's the pound. Yeah, it's still the pound. Uh, and she was like, I have no idea. Just buy it. Just buy it wherever you see it. If you see it, buy it. Yeah, and I was like, okay,
1: we <laughs> will do. I found one of Beth's books on the tables at Barnes and Noble the other day, and sent Did sent it to you. Really? Her. Yeah.
0: Oh, because the new Kissing Booth movie's coming out.
1: Yeah, and so the second Kissing Booth book was on the like young adult paperbacks.
0: Nice. I yeah. think I have the second one.
1: I bought both of them, at Barnes and
0: Noble, and I have Lockdown on London Lane. No, not that one. I have the Christmas. It book. won't be Christmas without you. Yeah, I love that book. I'm getting. I will get locked down on London Lane when it comes out. Same, uh, but obviously I don't have it because it's not out. Unless unless I know anybody that can get me an ARC. Like an <laughs> ARC. I don't I'll think. I don't think she I, has them yet. I don't think they're I printed. Yeah, I don't think they are. I, I've done ARCs in in ebook. I'm happy to. You know, we can make that happen. Um, but yeah, I kind of defeat the purpose of me having a book in my hands. I
1: try. I have, I have bought, I honestly don't think I bought any of the books I've read this year off Amazon,
0: except for Kindle books. I've bought a fair few. Um, there's some that like, I I should be better about this. If you go into any bookstore listener or Ethan, I guess if you go to any bookstore, and there's an ISBN that you want, and you can find it even on Amazon or wherever. Like you can hand it to the bookstore and they'll be like, Yes, we will order this for you. And they might order it from Amazon. I don't know. I think they order it from the publisher. But then you're like giving more money to your local bookstore. And it works the same for Books A Million and Barnes and Noble. If you want to go to one of like the big box, but not local, but not Amazon. One of those two.
1: So the problem is I I, I have to go to I, I like Barnes and Noble better than Amazon because for convenience. It is yes. more convenient for me to have it now than, than, in than, than in two days, right? Like I've bought a bunch of books recently that have not
0: made at home before they got read uh, yeah so reading like if you're a mood reader then which i very, fully am which i fully am then like if i see a book i like on amazon i don't want to read it two days from now i will well, if i see a book i, I like won't. on amazon
1: i'll get in the car and go drive to Noble and buy it and the problem is Barnes Noble is a terrible app so you can't like check you can but you
0: can't like check to see if they have it in
1: your store well and and <laughs> Checking to see if you have it, if they have it in your store and finding it in your store are two entirely different enterprises sometimes. Yes. Because I went to buy a copy of The Hobbit, right? And I wanted the one that I, the, that I got, not the movie cover mass market one. And I like, I went online on BardsNoble.com, checked that they had it and I went over the shelf. I couldn't find it. And I looked on every table in the store and I couldn't find it. And I looked at every end cap and I couldn't find it. So I went out to my car, I bought it online, I went to therapy and I came back and picked it up. Nice. (laughs) And the lady was like, yeah, we had to look for this one. It was way, way up in the back, tucked on a shelf. But like they said, we had it and we had it. And I was like, cause it, and I could have just found somebody asking for it, but it was like 830 in the morning. So they weren't like, they were open, but they weren't like floating around looking for people to help.
0: Do you ever? So, this is weird. I go, we have two Barnes and Noble in our town. I go to the Valley View one. I've started going though, to the Valley View one since I moved here downtown. Even though the Tanglewood one is bigger and bigger better. But now I know the Valley View one. Like, and they've I know changed exactly the Tanglewood where, one so much since I was 13. Right. And I know exactly where, like, one of the things that frustrates me about Tanglewood is, and I think they probably do this at Valley View too, but they have young adult and then young adult sci-fi and fantasy yeah. are two separate sections. They do the same thing at Valley View. You're right. They do. Um, but they're like, it's like, it's back to back on the same shelf rack, but there's so many yeah. more books at Tanglewood. Yeah, there are. There's so, there's so many more other stores at Valley View. And if I'm at the mall and want to go to Express, I don't. But if I did, I have to be value.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I go to the Tanglewood one. A lot of the times I, I've been to the both a bunch this year, especially in the last two months. And if I'm here, if I'm home, I will go buy a book at Valley View. But if I'm like out, I will usually go to Tanglewood. It's like if I'm over at Sweet Doggy reading and decide I need another book or like I finished the book I just read, deciding to go get another one, I'll go to the Tanglewood one and then go home.
0: Well, yeah, because you're on that side of town. Yeah.
1: And now it's on my way to therapy. So
0: I've done that twice. You know what it is? Yeah. Do you go? I, I don't need to ask you about what happens at your therapy, but do you tell your therapist about the books you bought? Uh, no. Mm, you should start. Why? I don't know. Maybe they'll be like, "Oh, you should try Red, White, and Royal Blue," and you'd be like, "Dang it!" No, he
1: actually uh, has given me a couple books to
0: read so far. Really? Yeah. Because
1: uh, he was like, "What do you do for in your spare time?" And I was like, "I don't really have a lot of spare time right now because I've read 114 books this year." And he kind of looked at me like, for the "Listeners, what? I'm, I'm doing, I'm just like turning my head and staring deeply into Tyler's soul." But he definitely kind of looked at me like, is that why you're in therapy? <laughs> Do you have, like, <laughs> a problem?
0: Are you addicted? Are you addicted to books? I think when we started this whole thing, I was under the impression that, like, there was no harm that could come from reading. There's I've not. Definitely caught, well... As a parent, I've caught myself being like, I want to listen to this audiobook or read this book over, I don't want to say like over spending time with my kids, but like I will find myself while spending time with my kids being like, I wish I was reading my book. And then I'm like, no, wait, no, that's the wrong way to think about this. You should just be present in this moment. But that's true with anything. Yeah. I've caught myself being like, man, I want to go play Diablo 2 right now or open TikTok or uh, I've been playing... You ever get caught in those voodoo games that you get ads for? Yeah, absolutely. I've been playing a lot of mob control. I've beaten it. There are no more achievements. There are no more. There are more upgrades, but like there's no point because there's no more achievements. And uh, yeah, I I can't stop. I still to this day, I don't play it all the time,
1: uh, but I have never permanently put it down. I still to this day play 2048.
0: Oh, I bet you do.
1: I am the 211th best player in the world. When I am on fun fact.
0: When I'm on airplanes, there's always somebody within six people of me, and I'm on airplanes a lot, that is playing 2048 the entire flight.
1: It's so, it's it's like, it's such a good zone-out activity. It's so much better than any variation of Bejeweled that I yeah. allow it. That I'm just sitting here like, scroll, 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 swipe, 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 swipe. And I'm like listening to a book I fully fully engrossed in whatever else I'm doing. Like I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not ever just sitting there alone with my thoughts playing 2048. Like I'm doing something else. I'll be like watching TV or watching reruns or listening to a book or listening to a podcast or something, but I'm never just sitting there like
0: swipe, swipe, swipe. And with nothing
1: else going on. Like I think I would go insane quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, we're at wrap time. We are. I did. I honestly didn't expect that. I I don't usually check the time while we're recording. Well, usually I have it open somewhere, but in times where we record like this and I don't check it very often, I always peel it up and I'm like, Oh, we've only been going for 50 minutes. Okay. But this time, we're like literally there at rap time. Let's see if anybody on Facebook saw this movie. I want you to know that if nobody has, then I can call my mom to have her tell us it's a hundred percenter. Yeah. But if you do that,
1: then like it'll make it the best movie we've ever reviewed. No, it's not. The 79 will pull it down.
0: And the 71. Well, yeah, we have no listener reviews. Okay. I think in this situation, we expand the Rotten Tomatoes critic to, because is that the, I think that gets used in the listener review spot. Okay. So that was a 79, right? Yes. Hold on. This is the wrong file. No listener reviews. That's okay. Listeners. I highly, inc- Ethan, is this a one? Should people yeah, see it? Yeah, you should see this movie. You should see all sports movies. You should know this story. You should know all, like if you're an American, you should know as many of the great American Olympic stories as possible. 180, 79. What was Metacritic? 71? 71. 71. Nine. Rotten Tomatoes Audience is the only one I'm missing. 91. Anyway, that brings this movie to an 84.7 which is an 85 by bne standards uh does not put it in the top five it actually ranks it between war games and i love dogs uh which is an 84.85 and an 84.45 uh so right above i love dogs
1: i could see that yeah that's that's no i couldn't that's i have no comparison there
0: not as good as war games is a little surprising to me Wait, are you going to the Musical Sam Jones? Um, he asked me if I could. I At the time, I was like, yeah, I think I can go. But I now I don't think I can. So probably not. Sad day. Yeah. Um, what was this movie called? Without. <laughs> what was this movie
1: called? <laughs> oh, listeners. Thank you for bearing with me on my minimal brain activity day here.
0: I'm just glad you finally saw this movie because I really do love it. And this is one that I am I glad I to have seen it to share with you for a long time.
1: Um, yeah, it was fun. I have fun watching it. You texted me and you're like, I don't think you're going to like this movie. And I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. It is, it is a perfectly good movie.
0: I don't, yeah. I don't think I thought that you wouldn't like it, but I definitely thought coming into this conversation, you would be like, I don't even know what the right word would be. Just like, yeah, it's a movie. I thought you'd get a lot more hung up on the, on the narrative structure. I mean, I we could also have noticed. I that, could like, like, I'm not going to lie lot, to you. Yeah. A lot of time passes in this movie. And if you've been like reading long books, Two hours just doesn't cover everything that needs to happen. Yeah. For us to get from Coos Bay to his death. Yeah. Just get an education. That wouldn't be nice too. The either.
1: mom never comes back. Nope. Yeah, I could I could definitely needs- get hung up on the narrative structure, but that is like uh, that's not a conversation I'm interested in having because I know how much you love this movie. And like it, at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. It made seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars at the box office in nineteen ninety-eight. Like the stakes here aren't the same as they were last week, right? Like like Space Jam being bad is an affront to humanity. This movie gets to just exist however it wants to, right? This is a nineties sports movie, and there's will always be a soft spot in my heart for uh this type of movie. Yes. Like, this is more in common with, uh, with Dead Poets Society than it does with uh, Space Jam.
0: Yes. It also has more in common with Miracle than it does sure with does. Dead Poets Society. <laughs> uh, I think it is just Vietnam, not Cold War era. So it's like a whole different thing. Yeah. They could have uh, really made something out of that. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was interesting. I, so real quick, I want to comment on one scene where they have the scene that, where they talk about Bob. Um, Bob and his giant Wang. When I was a kid, I thought they were saying that he had no Wang. That's what I thought the joke was there. Um, Like the idea of a coach coming in and saying like, you don't have to agree with the Vietnam war, but you do have to stand with the institution. Like it was just so mind boggling to me. Like I cannot imagine a coach coming in now and telling their athletes, you have to get haircuts. I'm sure it happens, but yeah, but, but it's a much different
1: issue and the ACLU gets involved now. Yeah. But also like, I can definitely still see a coach being like, I don't care if you're against the war in Iraq or whatever. Like you have to support your school though. If you're on a scholarship. Yeah. Like you can't burn buildings down.
0: Right. Especially not athletic buildings. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's all I've got. That's
0: all I've got about without limits. The Billy Crudup movie. If anybody ever watches this and is like, Tyler, I want to talk to you about Without Limits with Billy Crudup. We I've will adjust the season.
1: listener score
0: for you. Yeah. Also, if you like send me that DM on Twitter, but then you follow it up with like this movie sucked and here's why I will straight up block you. On yeah. Twitter. You're just going to make, make him sad.
1: Tyler hangs a lot of his uh, existence on this movie.
0: Yeah. I just like it. Okay. So just just like, let him like it. Yeah. Do you like uh, that was... So there's a good example of this exact phenomenon was black widow where like it's starting to come out like the reasons people didn't like black widow or like the meme reasons why the movie sucks. Uh, which it doesn't. I, I fully do not agree with that take at all. But like it's getting to the point where it's like, oh taskmaster was poorly used and sucked. Therefore the movie sucks. And it's like, while I agree the character wasn't developed very well, I still really like the movie. Yeah. A lot. So yeah, that's, that's all I got on that. Anyway, do you want to wrap the show? Yeah. We are supporting if you like this show and you want to listen to more like it, you should go listen to Unsobered with Julia Kendall. We haven't talked about Unsobered in a while on this show, but we love Julia and we love Unsobered. And I'm gonna be on the show in a few weeks. And in the meantime, she's doing episodes on all the badass women in Star Wars. And I'm gonna be on in a few weeks talking about Jin Urso. That's cool. Right? Rouge Uno. One day M- we're gonna have M- to, M- to revisit Rogue One. Yes. Because that movie slaps.
1: I don't think we did it justice
0: last time. Star Wars Vietnam.
1: Anyway, yes. Um, Please go listen to Unsubert. It's a great podcast about the badass women in history. And we can all use more of that in our lives. Especially you who's sitting there going, I don't need them more. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Specifically you. Specifically right now. While the Olympics are on. There's a lot of badass women
0: at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, There's a preview for Unsubert right here. Hi, I'm Julia, the host of Unsobered, Badass Women of History and Literature, the podcast where I talk about the women that the history books, history classes, and the general public often overlook, or who just get a brief mention, but we never really know the whole story of their impact on the world we live in. On Unsobered, I share the stories and histories of these badass, amazing, and strong women. And while I tell you the history we don't get from traditional history classes, I get more and more drunk over the course of the episode. So join me to learn more about your favorite women or to find a new favorite woman that you didn't even know contributed to one of your favorite things with new episodes every other Friday.
1: This is an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishnav graphite. and on Instagram. And our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, Andrew Scott Bell Find both those links in the description, as well as the WBNE.org address to get all of your podcasts every day, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is a proud production of the WBE Network. Uh, my name is Ethan Edgel, he's Tyler Carlin. And until next time, Arrivederci.
0: An absurd pastime upon which to be exhausting ourselves.